Hello and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. I'm joined today by Professor Parveen Azam Ali at the University of Sheffield. Hello, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for inviting me to be with you. Can I just take you right back to the beginning of your kind of career? Did you always want to be a nurse? Um, I think maybe yes, maybe not. There was not very clear in my mind. But what I wanted to do was that I used to be, I was born and raised in Pakistan, in Karachi. And my father was in, um, so we used to go to this, this armed forces hospital. So, um, And the uniform of the nurses used to be, uh, quite attractive, quite charming. And I used to like that uniform. And I just wanted that uniform. I didn't know what nursing is all about. I didn't know what it entails or, you know, does that mean studying? Does that mean, what What? What does it actually mean? I didn't know any of that. So I think that's how my interest in nursing developed. I never got that uniform. No. <laughs> <laughs> we got tunics and scrubs. <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's how I started but um but once I was into the program or into nursing then I never looked back I was the eldest of six siblings so I didn't really have anyone in the family or um anyone to um to kind of ask what it looks like or you know to get some kind of career guidance and we are talking about kind of 1990s 93 94 we are talking about so that and in Pakistan, so it's it was even kind of quite hard. Mm-hmm. No, and when it comes to nursing, um, there would be people who would actually discourage you from going to nursing because it was a gendered, a female orientated profession, something in a patriarchal structure of Pakistan, and at that time was not mm-hmm. that accepted. So usually people would come to your parents or say, well, or and in my case, it used to be like why do you want to be a nurse? You can go into medicine, you can do this. Yeah, yeah. I think there was lack of knowledge, lack of information. But I think the other thing, uh, when it comes to a country like Pakistan, and at that time, it was also that for being a nurse, you will have to stay kind of, you know, out of your home. Mm-hmm. So there were shift works, you, there were night shifts. And people used to think that if you are, especially young girls, if they are out, if they are staying out of their house during night, that means it's, it's not the right kind of a job so there was quite a lot of stigma quite a lot of image related issues uh, which fortunately has lessened quite a lot okay it's not that bad as it used to be but still there are um, issues so yeah so that's how I came into nursing so this was one of the institutions which was nearby uh, kind of my home so I think my mom went to do something there there they were admissions coming up so she then mentioned it to me and I said well I would like to apply for it and that's how I came in. But even within during nursing, there were used to be like in first year, second year, we used to be taught quite a lot of time by a lot of medics as well. And many of them would say they the attitude was the nurses don't really know much. Mm. And if you were intelligent, if you were kind of, you know, somebody like that, people would very easily say to you, why are you doing this? You could be doing that the medicine or you could be doing. So why don't you do that? And I think I always said, well, why not? why somebody has to why is it that you know if I am very intelligent or something I need to go and do medicine I think this is a respectable profession and I like doing it um 
So yeah, so that's how I came in. I never regretted it. I am proud of being a nurse. And you've been a lecturer, a senior lecturer, and now you're a professor. Were you always interested in teaching and academia and research? As I say, when I started nursing, I never knew what it looks like. And if there is too much, you know, studies or clinical work, what it was like. So I think things have kind of unfolded as I went into it. So I did my diploma in nursing uh, from um, starting off and then diploma in midwifery. Um, And then afterwards, uh, because I used to be a a good student, so not only held uh, positions at the province level within the school, within the province, but at the country level. And I think that helped and lowered quite a lot of fears of my mom and my parents who beforehand used to get this oh well nursing is not good profession so you don't really do that so once I done that then I got the opportunity to do bachelor's in nursing um, at the Khan University Karachi and I think that's when I started kind of understanding um, nursing a little bit more as to what options are available and what can you actually uh, doing to it that you can go into research, you can do, go into leadership, you can go into management. And I think that's where my interest with research and teaching shined too, um, uh, in terms of the, the performance into those modules um, and things which were happening around that. So, so yeah, so I think that is again a kind of a gradual sort of aspect. And I and I liked all aspects of it. So when it was, so I, I did clinical work in cardiac and intensive cardiology related setting when I was in Pakistan. When I came to UK, then I worked in nursing home with um, elderly people with dementia. I also did some work in NHS Direct on telephone triage. So various different things. So I think for me is um, I tried doing different things because I'm a risk taker. And I like doing kind of new things, but I've always seen it from the perspective of a nurse and I've always been there as a nurse. So I think to your question about in academia, if I wanted to be one, again, this is one of those things that when I even didn't know the PhD is something and what it actually is, mm-hmm. I wanted to do a PhD. So in BSc nursing, so we used to get these articles from Journal of Advanced Nursing and various other nursing standard and nursing times. So, you know, for citations of your assignment and stuff. And I used to think, my God, who are these clever people who write? Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and, you know, what what do they look like and how do they do it? I never knew in one of those days afterwards, I will be publishing. Yeah, those it would places. be your name. It'd be your name in the articles being referenced. Yeah, so... It, it's just, I think it's just unfolded as it went. And I think the beauty about nursing is that it there are lots of options. There are lots of rules. There are lots of opportunities which are available. It's up to you how you use them mm-hmm. and how and, you engage with them. And have you got any advice for anyone that wants to do a PhD or is interesting at studying at that level? Yes. I mean, my usually advice usually is that when they go for master's uh, level studies, I think one thing is that it, it is important to do it. Secondly, try and uh, so know your interests, know what, what is it that you like doing and what kind of areas, uh, be it's clinical area or be it's teaching or wh- who you are, what is it that you want to do. And I think in terms of nursing education, nursing courses, we do quite well with that because we make people reflect on their strengths and reflect on their weaknesses and make them know uh, have this emotional intelligence and self-awareness about it Mm -hmm. so I think once you know that with regards to PhD I think 
you need to know why you want to do it. Is it just because everybody else has done it, so therefore you want to do it? Is it because that you want to get in-depth knowledge about a particular topic and you are passionate about it and you want to make uh, you you want to do something around that and that's the reason you want to do it? What is it that's your motive and why do you want to pursue that and how is that going to have an impact on your career, on your personal and professional life? I think that's the kind of conversation that people need to have with themselves because PhD, um, unlike bachelor's and master's, it's it's um, it's it's a more impactful decision. You will be doing it when uh, around your schedule. You might be working with your PhDs at that time, so you have to juggle quite a lot of things. And if if you're not working, if you've got a studentship or something, you might still have responsibilities at home and various other things. So there's quite a lot of juggling which goes on. So I think it's really important that you, you know why you are doing it. Earlier programs, when the bachelor's and master's, you are usually with your classmates. So there's quite a lot of peer pressure which goes on, which helps you complete your assignment, which helps you uh, kind of go through that program. And it's uh, much fun. I think PhD is a fun fun itself, but it's a different kind of fun. And because yeah. um, it's a lot more isolating, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And because your responsibilities and the, 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 the place in the time in your life is quite different, there's a lot more which goes on and because it's it's you're the one who is doing it that it needs a lot of effort moving forward having said that i'm not suggesting that it's not doable i'm only saying that you need to know where do you want to go what area or what topic you're interested in and why are you interest, interested in it a lot of your research that you've published is based on gender-based violence and health inequalities were these always areas that you've been passionate about right from the beginning of your career uh, yes, uh, when I was doing my bachelor's in nursing at that time, I was exposed to and started reading about gender based violence and violence against women and a lot of the information. And I think it was that time when I started um, getting intrigued about that subject area, starting um, wanting to know more about it, questioning uh, things which were happening around questioning research, which, which was uh, available. Um, and that's how I uh, kept going. One of the strengths of being a nurse is, and I was just saying it to a colleague earlier on, that we can be interested in many different topics, anything which is related to health, anything which is related to um, any medical aspect, health aspect. It doesn't take us very long time to work on those aspects. You, might, you will find that quite a lot of nurses are usually interested in more than one aspect more than one topic and even if I take my example so a lot of my work is around gender-based violence and domestic abuse but I am interested in research ethics I'm interested in consanguinity and genetic risk associated with it I am interested in inequalities in health related to research you know that people experience and how gender and ethnicity has an impact on people's experiences so um, that I think comes from being a nurse because you've been exposed to in your undergraduate studies to so many different topics so many different um, disciplines that it's easier for you to then pick and choose and develop and extend your knowledge on that so you're also I don't know how you fit everything in you're also the editor of the nursing open it's a Wiley journal can you explain a little bit to anyone listening about your role so as as an editor the role involves um, exploring different manuscripts that are submitted to a journal um, checking if these are appropriate to the journal aims and objectives. People have followed the guidelines of the, uh, the journal that we are asking for, then finding reviewers, getting their responses for the peer reviewing of that particular article that you assign to different people, then seeing if those 
um, responses that you get from people are not mean or kind of, you know, they're constructive, they're useful, mm -hmm. they extend, the, um, they would help authors to improve their manuscripts in terms of publishing, deciding if the manuscript is publishable or not. Um, and if it is publishable, then obviously making sure that copy edited and, you know, going through the other process. You work with other editors, so I'm not the only ones. I've got a team of other colleagues who I work with. Um, and yes, uh, so the idea is to develop a body of knowledge around, it depends on whatever journal you're talking about. So my journal is Nursing Open, so it'd be a developing body of knowledge around nursing, nursing education, nursing practice, nursing research, and making sure that that knowledge, when it's generated, it's peer reviewed, it's believable, it's it's published timely, and it's useful for you. And you are now a professor at Sheffield University. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your role as a professor? So I will be starting my new role as a professor of nursing um, from September 2021 at University of Sheffield, which is where I work, and also Doncaster and Bassett Law Teaching Hospitals. And in that role, my responsibilities would be inspiring nurses to get involved in research, in clinical research, um, and increasing uptake of research by nurses. What we find is that research um, studies or interest in research among AHPs and among medics, uh, 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 medical colleagues is, is much better than it is in nurses. Mm. So there are less nurses who apply for different funding bodies. There are less nurses who apply for PhDs. Um, and we would like to promote that and make sure that we get the same opportunities as our other colleagues get. Um, and therefore we've got the, uh, we have to support our colleagues to get there. And I think a lot of the barriers usually are because, um, because time is just, uh, um, there's so much shortage of, of nurses, the, the, the work is so much that needs doing that you research or your PhDs always kind of take a backseat. Mm -hmm. um, and also understanding of the mid-level managers, how do, what do they understand about the importance of research? How do we convey that? Um, how do we see research ourselves? Um, because how much emphasis is there on undergraduate programs starting off like from in, in any university, in any place. I think that also influences people's interest into research going forward in their, um, in their career. So I think looking at all those aspects of all done with the aim to improve uh, patient outcomes, mm -hmm. to make sure that we provide evidence-based care to to those to individuals families communities who we serve and we would not be able to do that if we do not equip ourselves as nurses with research um, in its various different elements be its research utilization be its um you know research conduct and you know deliver uh, delivery and implementation of research or B, it's being a research leader where you develop your studies and where you conduct experiment or you conduct research studies and develop new knowledge. And you're obviously in, in a leadership position. Have you got any advice for anyone that is either in a leadership position now or going to be at one in the future? So I think being a leader, what it requires at first hand is being self-aware, um, knowing what your strengths are, knowing what your weaknesses are, um, knowing how can you uh, strengthen your strengths and how can you work on your learning points to improve that. Being emotionally intelligent, mm. 
and being able to um uh, there are quite a lot of characteristics and you know all nurses we usually know that you need to be honest you need you need to be courageous you need to be all of that um it's easier that you have to have these characteristics and but you need to nurture those characteristics you need to develop those characteristics so i think being a leader means knowing yourself so that you know what your needs are where where you're lacking and how how that impacts you and how that impacts people who you are supporting or you are involved with and i think if you know that that's the starting point everything else you can then apply that knowledge to any situation and we'll be able to take that forward so it's reflection self awareness and emotional intelligence i think that's the one where we need to work on from earlier on and have you faced any challenges at all being in a leadership position throughout your career uh a lot many challenges <laughs> it's not easy um to be um a female and to be joining nursing profession in a country like pakistan i said to you starting off from that time um it's not easy to be a female and to have a career it's not easy to be a mother to be a female to 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 be able to balance your um personal as well as professional responsibilities there is always expectations from various different aspects from various different people be it's your um home uh your family members be it's other people you have to deal with stereotypes you have to deal with prejudice that people may have people people try and put you in boxes because they think you can because you're a nurse you can't do this mm-hmm. or because you're a nurse that you should only be doing this uh, or because you're a female you should only be doing that you're not kind of you know females don't really know like normal stereotypes that people don't expect female to be able to to be good drivers people don't expect females to be a kind of assertive enough to be able to talk about them um issues so i think there is a lot of challenges which not only me but any female any buddy who wants to be successful or who wants to who gets out and joins the career has to face but then when it is about leadership i think there are additional career, uh, additional barriers that are put uh, that that you have to face as you move forward which again a lot of those come back to prejudice biases when it when you talk about other people as to how you manage them and how you deal with that um there is a lot of uh, personal issues or personal barriers as well where which is about your confidence uh do you think you can do something um imposter syndrome where you think well you're not good enough and you probably won't be able to do it having the ability to 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 juggle various different tasks um being able to looking after yourself is always a problem because you you will do everything for everybody that is around you the only person who you're going to neglect and it's very easy to neglect is yourself so i think there are there are lots of barriers which not only myself but any female any person who uh, gets onto a journey would uh, uh, does expe- uh, experience and i think it's a, it, it's about again if we work on being self aware being knowing your strengths uh being able to reflect having the ability to reflect on the situations that you are in and being emotionally intelligent i think those um aspects help you and keep you grounded keep you confident and push you to to get to the to the next level so i would say everybody have challenges 
I can name thousand challenges that I may have faced, but if you ask me to summarize them, I think that's what I would say. Yeah. And have you got any advice for any newly qualified nurses or student nurses at the moment? I think be confident and be proud of who you are. Know yourself again. Again, it goes back to the same thing because if you respect yourself, if you're confident about who you are and why you are, you can convince the whole world about it. Have a mentor. Being Having a mentor really helps because sometimes we don't really know which direction we are going or what would be a suitable place for us would for us and we can't we, we struggle to decide that so having somebody who is not going to decide your path for you but it's a listening ear who can listen to you who can ask questions that will help you think through things so having a mentor knowing where you want to go um, having some kind of a plan kind of you know where do you want to see yourself in the next five years where do you want to see yourself in the next 10 years I think these are the things which make you work constructively towards achieving some goals. Mm-hmm. So I think as well, knowing where you want to be or even an idea that can then help you put in place a plan to actually get there. Otherwise, yes. it's so difficult. And also when people ask you advice about careers, it can be so difficult, can't it, to say if someone doesn't know what they want to be or what they want to do, how to actually yeah. give them advice. Mm. I think for nursing students, I would say that, you know, nursing studies, nursing education period that you have three years is an excellent time. And what we try and do is expose people to so different specialities. So I think the idea here is that not only for you to understand what kind of problems are there, but then also to help you understand which of these places do you actually like. Mm. And you see yourself growing in and developing that further. And I think having that exposure always helps. I also think that when you, when I'm saying that you have to have an idea where do you want to be in five years time, that doesn't necessarily have to be a very fixed plan. You also should have the flexibility to change your plans and to pick for or to kind of, you know, experiment something new, which comes your way. I think it just gives you a direction that, okay, fine, this is where I want to go. And that's where I want to be in five years time. So it may not turn out exactly as you want it. It may be something slightly different because human beings change, our thinking change as we, um, as we move on, as we grow. So I think it's just having some sense of direction as to which which where are you going and where do you want to see yourself but then keeping an eye open to the opportunities which are available and then choosing wisely thank you and last but not least where do you kind of see your career aims what what were your goals for the future oh (laughs) (laughs) just a small one (laughs) up until now it was obviously that I would like I knew that I would be a professor one day but I don't think I had Kind of a very clear sort of thing so I think that's where um, I wanted to be but what now I what I would like to do is to be able to facilitate those who I am supporting and to be a role model for people and to be able to help and support people in achieving their goals and I think that's something that uh, would allow me to to achieve my dream as well I think I yeah I think that's that's where I would like to be um where I can where I see myself being able to help others to achieve their goal and I think that's how I have always learned Mm. I think that's the most easiest way of learning and developing because when you're doing it for you're supporting others and you're helping and working with others it's fun it's good it's nice and you can do it um I would definitely 
uh, like to write more books, uh, generate more knowledge, um, and be able to do my job properly. I think that's what I am aiming for at the moment. Uh, but I am quite a restless person, so you never know what opportunities come in and where where it takes me. As I say, you need to be able to take calculated risk. You need to be able to understand yourself that where you are, you know, where you are going. Um, and you, you need to have a rough plan of something, but then keep it open because you never know what opportunities are there for you. And particularly in nursing when and everything's new all the time isn't it you'd never be able to guess what's available in the future hmm. yeah one of my aim definitely is that i would like to see nursing as respected as valued as any other profession hmm. um, um and i would like us to be able to have when somebody asks you that you, you know what do nurses do i would like to have that clear definition of two sentences of what nurses do that we are able to explain ourselves clearly and succinctly enough which helps people understand what nursing is all about so i think that definitely is my aim um, my aim definitely is that if there is a place um no, and and having don't uh, please don't think that i'm saying that nurses don't work on leadership positions or nurses are we, we are and we are leaders i mean 70 percent of the healthcare workforce is nurses throughout the world and any healthcare system is not going to be able to run if you take nurses out of that system. No. But we are very good leaders when we are among ourselves. We are not so good in shouting out. No, we're not good at what all. We, do. we are not so good in sitting on the policy table mm. and competing and making sure that people understand what we do and um, you know who we are. And there are lots of stereotypes that we are subjected to and we are such a busy profession that sometimes we don't even have time to deal with all of those things I think that's the thing I think it's the time I think we're really good at advocating for our patients and our services and our students and I think we forget that we need to advocate for our profession as well going forward yeah so so I think that is my aim that you know to work for the betterment of that um, of, of that I my aim is that when we teach nurses resilience it's not only the resilience to be able to deal with the problems resilience to be able to manage the stress that they are going through but it is also resilience in terms of challenging the system in which those things are happening yeah. the system in which you're working and i think that's something that we need to work on going forward mm, we do well thank you so much for sharing your career and giving advice to everyone listening it's been so kind of you to give your time thank you for inviting 